Welcome back to Meditations, Affirmations, and Small Conversations. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. This month, that is what I will focus on. Um, Mental health is really important to me and a huge part of why I decided to start this podcast and a podcast of this nature. I have battled with mental health a whole lot. We've been through a lot of different things. (laughs) I encourage you to get whatever help you need. No matter where you start, you started. And that's the first step. Everybody may not be ready to go and get a counselor immediately, but reach out to friends, reach out to family, build up your support system and make sure it's strong so they can help you through as much as they can because the responsibility is completely on you, but... Everyone has to start somewhere. Having a mental illness or some kind of, or if you feel like, you know, there's some kind of inconsistency going on with you, it can make you feel helpless and like you just don't know what to do. If you have no one you feel like you can talk to and it is a safe space for you, Make sure you DM me on Instagram at Julia in her positivity. J-U-L-I-A in her positivity. <laughs> um, you can also email me at TamishaConyers at gmail.com. Everything will be in the show notes. I will help you search for whatever it is that you need. I will be the listening ear, and you can tell me whatever you need. Everything stays between you and me. Um, a lot of our issues, right, come from lies. Mental health is so important because your brain controls your body. But you don't always control your thoughts. Your thoughts consist of things that you were told and sometimes negative things that we tell ourselves. And sometimes they may be based off of what we were told, what we grew up in, or whatever the case may be. Other times, it's just us being used to thinking so negatively, right? So, one of the biggest points of meditations, affirmations, and small conversations is to help you gain a little more control. Realize the things that you do know about yourself and recreate your narrative and create a beautiful one at that, you know? Get rid of all the negativity and realize that you can't sweat the small stuff. 
which is everything <laughs> literally i have a book that i may refer to that i just thought about from what i said it's called don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff simple ways to keep the little things from taking over your life and it's true it's all small stuff because think about it like this right at one point in time there was this one situation you felt like you could never get through you didn't know where to turn you didn't know what you were gonna do but then in the end it worked out It's all a part of the composition of you, which you consist of. Everything happens for a reason. Whether you feel like it's an ugly thing or beautiful, it has come to help you be of benefit in some way. But it can't be if you don't let it. And sometimes our hearts are so used to being unhappy. Or you're happy, but there's certain little things, right? And you just get stuck. Your heart loved you from the beginning. You give it a home. You give it somewhere to beat. And it beats for you and only you. So, pay attention this month. (laughs) It's going to get real and we're going to get deep and I'm going to share a lot more about me and you'll get to know me a lot better. I'm excited. We are going to focus on how to heal. Healing does not look the same for everyone. Everything that helped me heal will not help you. This is not something for you to use in place of getting what you need. Different practices can really not only help you manage, but get over and help you through. Right? I have to try really hard sometimes. In certain moments, I had really bad transitional issues. Um, It started when I was 17. I had my first depressive episode. But that wasn't my first walk with a mental health struggle. As a kid, I struggled... With panic anxiety. Ooh, spicy, right? How fun. <laughs> um, I think I'm just gonna go right into just this episode. So, location, the beach. <laughs> and I am recording this at night. So, it got a little chilly. So... <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't sit near the waves. I wasn't as prepared for it as I thought that I was. So, yeah, I'm a little far off. 
So excuse any noise. <laughs> but back to the story. Um, I had really bad panic anxiety and I would hyperventilate to the point of like no return. I'm talking pass out point, right? And I learned how to deal with it. I learned how to cope. And during high school, I got a lot of help and I did a lot of mental health work. Um, and that's where it started for me. I got my first internships in the mental health world. I was taking my first classes in college and high school. So um, I was able to, you know, get it all done, right? Address it all. Phase everything. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, but... Even in the midst of that, um, all my work had helped me identify what was going on within myself, and that's how I knew I was depressed. I was so stinking (laughs) high-functioning that as I reached out to my mentors um, and people that I interned under and etc., nobody believed me. kind of like eh. it was hard for me to speak and now I finally did and look but I am not sure if I would have believed myself either I was 17 but I was going to high school I was taking two or three AP classes two honors classes I had two internships and was going to two different colleges And I was planning my first annual event for what is now my organization. So it seemed, right, (laughs) like everything was okay. But we're going to talk a little about how everything is not what it seems. back and this one well this story is dedicated to all those other guys and gals who may have high functioning capabilities while struggling with the mental illness um so (laughs) I tried to speak up on my own behalf, you know, and not just keep going into spaces where I'm learning how to help other people and going to classes where that's all that we focus on um, without helping myself because that is when I knew, you know, that I was only even able to walk into all of this and get so involved and figure out that that's where I wanted to be because I had already helped me. Um, I had already spent my time in counseling. I had already addressed the things that really, really got to me. Mm 
when I did decide to reach out, um, I knew that I wasn't at my lowest point yet, but I knew that I was on my way to that space. Even though it wasn't where I wanted to be, I didn't know how to fight. I didn't know what I needed, although I was learning how to help other people see what they need and how to, you know, work alongside them and work as a team. I felt like I could not do the same positive work within myself because how? I felt like I didn't have the time. I kind of also made excuses. <laughs> I definitely made excuses um, because, again, I was depressed. It it was hard because I had never been depressed, and I only understood it because I learned about it, you know, because we studied a lot of different things <laughs> in class and I was learning creative methods and counseling. Ooh, spicy, right? So fun. Very fun for me, at least. But <laughs> although I was doing all these things, I somehow just felt like empty and alone. I felt like the people were surrounding me. And I wasn't actually there. Except when I was. And I guess that is the hardest part about being able to function through it. You kind of look normal. When you're involved and when you're in something that actually works for you, right? But as soon as it was over, I felt nothing. I felt like nothing. I felt like tired. <laughs> let's, let's just call that exactly what it felt like for me. I was tired. I was always asleep. It began to get out of control. I began to sleep more and more and more. And my schedule was so simple, right? Because you take like eight classes in high school and by the last marking period I had three or four. So... I didn't really have to be there. And I already had all the credits I needed by the end of my junior year. Which is why I was also able to do so much my senior year. But I felt like nothing. I started to sleep more started to wake up later in the mornings after I was done doing any and everything that I needed to, that I was supposed to, that I had to, such as all the things that I mentioned that I was into, I will go to sleep. 
And that's how I cope with it. That was my escape. That was the only space where I felt like I could be. Sleep. I started to eat less. I didn't have an appetite. I didn't have interest in eating. Or too much of anything beyond what I already had going. I became distant and I was stuck. It was transitional. It was about what was actually going on and what wasn't for me. And what I thought would be, right? That kind of shit always is tough (sighs) my cousin was the closest thing to me and he got shot in the head he's very much so alive (laughs) I want to say that now very much so (laughs) but he was always My brother, you know, your favorite cousin, had the ability to just run a little deeper. The love is pure. So that was something to see him in the hospital the way he was. But then Ah, something else happened, right? Great. (laughs) He was no longer in the same state for horrible reasons. And he was struggling. He could barely do anything. And the person that is your protector that you're used to being the pillar for you. Seeing, hearing, feeling their pain is heartbreaking. It'll rob you of everything you think you have. We talked all day, all night, And when you're someone with a real lack of natural support that means the world to you. To know that there is someone who cares, someone who will always be there and really protect you. So, having to fight for him, having to fight for freedom was hard and speaking of lack of natural support the only person that I spoke to about my um, official college decisions once I was ready to move on and I graduated was my grandmother And then she stopped talking to me 
without any warning. Um, it was a lot for me. Because she knew that I wasn't, it's not even just that I wasn't, but I didn't really have anybody to like share that part with where they could just focus on me and building my new experience. So feeling like for once in my life, this woman is here for me, like seriously. And, you know, maybe this will bring us a crap ton closer and we can have something really beautiful and then having her leave (laughs) was also a lot for me. (laughs) So I officially felt alone. And the transitions got me. So I fell really deep. So moral of the story there, it was really real. <laughs> um, and oh, I had always had transitional issues, but they were slight and didn't present themselves in the way that this one did. So, (laughs) moving on, I got counseling, I got help, I graduated, and it was amazing. And then, later on that year, I got raped. Mm, Spicier than already, right? Um, I had stopped seeing my counselor. So, I suppressed it until I needed to get help for PTSD from how crazy it was. I'll even give you guys a poem goodie to be a little more raw about it. So you know how horribly it affected me. I didn't even want to get counseling for the PTSD because I was still trying to press delete, you know, act like nothing happened to me. And it wasn't all I could see, all I could hear, all I could breathe. I felt crazy. Just trying to go to sleep in itself was a task. It was hell. I closed my eyes and it was all I could see. I felt like I'd never be able to get back what he took from me, so that was all I could ever be. So now we've got panic anxiety, some transitional issues, so... We'll label that like situational depression. And PTSD. What a whirlwind, huh? 
so I dealt with all of these things and I was fine. And then, surprise, surprise, there was a situation um, that happened to me as an adult that brought back that panic anxiety that I thought was like dead and that I hadn't seen since a kid. Um, like I really hadn't had a panic attack before this, um, since I was very, very young. So I lost my shit. I thought it was like the end of the world. I felt like I was crazy because this crap felt way worse than what it felt like as a kid. And as a kid, it felt horrible. Like, it was not a walk in the park, ever. (laughs) So, I got a phone call. I got horrible news and I was ironically in the hospital because of my grandfather. He had a tiny health struggle, and I'm standing in his room with my aunt, an uncle, and a cousin. And when I got the phone call, I wasn't sure if I heard them right the first time. But that's when I lost my breath. And as a yogi, and someone who is like meditation obsessed and who <laughs> has practiced for so many years losing my breath felt like something foreign to me okay honestly speaking i didn't know what the heck was going on i didn't even realize that i stopped breathing when i did so then they told me the news again and I stepped out of the room and I tried to breathe because I then realized that I wasn't breathing and then I felt like I couldn't breathe like oh wow it's very warm today well it was bikes are out but um I (laughs) I felt like it just wasn't a possibility like how do I breathe how do I breathe through this and my biggest thing and you will hear me say it so much your breath is always there for you just breathe in that moment I didn't feel that I didn't think that. I felt frozen. I started to hyperventilate and cry and cry and cry to the point where the person on the other side of the line was trying to coach me and help me through, but I couldn't do it. I had to get my aunt. I couldn't speak, I couldn't yell. I was starting to lose the moment in where I was. 
It felt like I heard everything from a distance and just barely. It felt like the world was happening around me and I didn't know if I was actually physically there. Because I just felt like this frozen being. My eyes were just sealed shut. I was losing it. I was losing where I was and letting my anxiety take the wheel. I almost passed out from that panic attack. And I was in a hospital, but I could no longer really hear anything. I just felt the sensation of my aunt touching me. As a kid, she was the only one who can calm me down and really control me and help me with my anxiety. Soon as I felt her touch and I felt the love she was giving me, she made me open my eyes. That was the first step. That's what I had to do. That's what I needed. I needed to physically see where I was, right? And not go wherever my anxiety created. It was a horrible experience and I will never front. But I had to relearn it. I had gotten a new body, a new everything, and I bust my butt for it. But I had to learn it. Because building new forced all the old to come back and be rebirthed too. So the things that I didn't deal with, although I dealt with a lot, and my traumas, they came back, not to haunt me, but so I can let them go. Oh, that experience was so horrible. It really was. Because even after she got me to open my eyes and I started to hear a little more, she still had to bring me into a bathroom because I couldn't stop hyperventilating. And the thing about anxiety is it only makes you more anxious. So I'm already anxious because of the news. I'm already anxious of, you know, about what I'm going through. I'm already anxious because I've never been in this space as an adult. I'm already anxious because I thought this went away. Now I'm anxious because I'm simply anxious. And I don't think that I could breathe.
The more I heard in through your nose and out through your mouth, the more foreign it sounded to me. I felt like I was tripping on my own breath. And it was a space I couldn't leave, so it took a long time for my aunt to help me de-escalate the situation. She also took the phone, (laughs) you know, um... She did all the speaking for me. But this is why it's so important. This is why self-work is what's needed. I tried to shut it out. I tried to run from it. And the reasoning was, ooh, crazy. Not our focus, though. So I, again, felt like I was robbed from myself and I couldn't even speak, let alone speak up for myself. Now that you know a lot of my mental health struggles... Um, and different parts of my story. Let's end this episode by saying, do not feel like your feelings are ever invalid or that you are wrong for feeling. Lean into your feelings and don't run away. I tried to run, and as you see, it did not work out for me. (laughs) It is not what you need. No matter how uncomfortable the pain may seem, the more you lean into it, the more you understand it, and in turn, the more you understand yourself. And the reasoning. You learn where it comes from. You learn where you want to place it, where you want it to be. And I would hope that that is away from you. (laughs) Mental health is complicated, definitely. Everybody's struggles look different. But that doesn't mean that your struggle isn't a struggle no matter what anyone says or any way that someone disregards you. Your truth is your truth. Stand in it no matter what it looks like. It's for you. The more you learn to ride the emotional wave, (laughs) you'll be able to see all the beautiful places it can take you. It's okay. You're okay. Even if right now in this moment, Like, in this very second, listening to this, you feel like you're not. You will be. 
and it's okay to not be okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you guys. But I'm learning. Facing <laughs> even more transitions. Fun, right? <laughs> so... This is one of those spaces where I have to do a little more. I know that sometimes, especially social media, and people may convince you that, you know, self-love and self-care and doing the work looks like baths and bath bombs and maybe a pedicure, even a manicure, you know. But no. It could look like that, but it goes deeper. Journal It Prince will be launched this month in celebration of mental health awareness. I will make sure and do my very best to have the best resources available ever, always, but especially for this month. And if you are recovered and you have come back from hard spaces, give yourself a hug, a pat on the back. I'm proud of you. You matter. You always will. When you don't feel love, remember that your heart loved you from the beginning remember that you have a body that is you remember that you have a reason for you being here no matter what anyone says and you have potential I affirm it You're beautiful, and I love you. I love you for listening with me, letting the light in me give and share with the light in you, and journeying with me is so special. Thank you. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> make sure you follow me on Instagram at Julia in her positivity. I'm gonna have some positive pop up convos, right? And do a lot surrounding Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, make sure that you email me with anything that you would like me to talk about or anything that you need. And if you need help finding the resources around you to help you get through whatever your situation may be, um, this is a safe space and it will always be. I have some cool, cool special.
special guests coming for different things so i am excited like uh crazy excited so from me to you i love you thanks for listening to this episode of meditations affirmations and small conversations see you next time I must say that we have ended this episode and I'm happy and I love it and I love this I love sharing experience so people can learn from it I love what you can take I've been through a lot of different things in the last few weeks that can really be (laughs) mentally debilitating. (laughs) Real debilitating, but um, (laughs) it's okay. I made it through and I'm making it through. And I am telling you that That in itself made it so much harder for me to publish this episode. Um, It made it harder for me not to judge myself. And I have shared my story with hundreds of ladies. I have shared my story with random strangers. (laughs) I have did public speaking about the different phases and spaces of my story and the way that I found hmm, what I needed (laughs) to speak up for my rape. I became a national public speaker for RAIN. I mean, there's (laughs) nothing that's like above that for me but even so after going through all the things that I've been through this month this episode was still hard for me to put out and it kind of made me crazy because I'm editing and editing and then I'm finding small imperfections or Things that I just want to cut out and it's kind of like, why? You know, meditations, affirmations, and small conversations is a space filled with love and light. It is a space where everyone can just be. It is a space for everyone's story. And me being a young black female, making sure that I give voice to the people of color, right? To share their experiences, their trauma, and their healing. Because quite honestly, the things we face are their own. And a lot of things are generational. So, I am not editing this anymore. (laughs) 
I am not going to judge myself. I'm not holding myself back. And I know that every single thing that I said, I said for a reason. I said because I felt like it could touch somebody. And even speaking about it, it came from the heart. Everything that I say here really does come from a space of love. And I hope it gives light. But it was something that I sort of thought about in the back of my head. Like, wow. I'm not just going to some state and speaking at some place. I am not speaking at some event. I am not speaking at my own event. (laughs) I am not, you know, doing any of these things. I'm putting it out there for the world to hear. And that's always what I've wanted. Always. Because we learn from each other. We learn from all the things that each of us have been through collectively. The differences, the similarities, the way we can relate, and the ways we can't. I will label this as triggering so people know. I will also say, if you have ever been a victim of abuse, of any way, any kind, sexual assault, rape, anything, it is not your fault, and it is okay. And the way I chose to speak up doesn't have to be your way. Which is why, when I began, I said, do what you need. Because it took me a very long time to come to a space where I was comfortable enough to publicly speak about how that man robbed me. It took me a very long time to come to a space Where I can openly say, yep, I was molested, and that's okay. It's about you. My story is my own, too. Your story matters. If you ever have anything that you want to say, If you ever have anything that you want this podcast to hear, promise you, you can tell me. I promise you that you will not be ignored. This is the space where we have a voice. I give the sponsorship link. Go there. Download it. Send me a voice message. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you want to do. This month means a lot and has meant a lot because of the way that I've had to journey through. 
I saw it as a celebration coming into it, but then going through it, it got hard. I went through things that I never expected, right? (laughs) Didn't really want to deal with, but I knew and I know that I cannot run away. I told you guys about Journal It Prince and it is going to be launched on the last day of this month in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. Journal It Prince, my aim and my goal and my purpose through this is to not only provide you with printable, nice journals that have prompts that are cool, But they are guided so you know that I am working right alongside you. You are not alone. And I understand. And I relate to all the spaces and all the things that you may be going through. You may relate in different ways. Our stories are not going to be exactly the same. But it does not disregard your truth. So Journal It Prints will offer a series of guided journals, affirmation packs, and different ways of self-care and self-love. different practices that you can implement. I don't know what's best for you, but you do. So you buy what you feel. My favorite part, (laughs) sort of, (laughs) as a creative, is also when I get to physically, you know, write on what's tangible. Journal It Prints offers customized journals. So if you have something that you really struggle with, bring it to Journal It Prints. I'll customize a journal for you. I will be sharing my own journal. Because I customized mine and I started doing it a while back and then I kind of put it on pause. But Journal It Prince is going to bring it back in full force. When I designed my personal journal, I kept in mind what I was going through and my purpose of doing customized journals. With me doing a few for myself first, right? I bought this pretty notebook from TJ Maxx. Love that store. (laughs) I decorated the spirals with some pipe cleaners because I'm simple. I actually use one. I am more of a minimalist kind of lady, quite honestly. 
what I was going through at the time, it was when I was dealing with my panic anxiety coming back. Mm. And I knew that that was going to be the main thing that I was going to have to deal with moving forward for however long that journey lasted. So most of my prompts were surrounded around facing that anxiety and dealing with it. Coming to copes with your fears and etc. And the other part is just dealing with transition because being anxious again in itself <laughs> was a big transition because it was about the way that it manifested and the things that it caused me to face and go through. So, there were all different prompts that I knew would benefit me and what I was going through and what I would need. Right there. Half of the journal and then the other half is a space for you to just be. Right. Whatever you need. You may even take some of the exercises that you got as extras, right, to help you cope with whatever it is. And do it in that part, but that's fine. It's all up to you. It's yours. But that page where there's the cutoff and it is the middle, right? It represents a transition into the part where you journal. That is the space for everything inspirational, everything that is you, everything that is uplifting that you know in this moment you need to hear. Repeating that. will only help you. And then, also depending on what kind of journal you want, you make sure that what you want to get out of your journal is actually physically on it for you to see. For myself, my journal was definitely my safe space. I wanted to gain confidence. I wanted to gain comfort in a number of different things. There's also space in your journal where there is everything uplifting to pick you up when you need it, right? So for me, music is something that works. It may not be the same for everybody, but that's what we figure out when you customize, right? <laughs> it's a questionnaire you go through that helps me understand. So I can understand what you need, what I need to do, so I can help you. So... On my 
uplifting space in my journal. There are like songs that will make me feel better. And then I realized it's not even just songs, but there are a few complete albums that I could listen to and feel like, mm, I'm Nebby. Like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I am the shit. And I'm going to be okay. And I'll get through this. And then there are some that are just more comforting. So, as you know, I love affirming and etc. So they are positive affirmations and etc. But understand that the way that my journal is designed is not the only way to customize the basic layout is what won't change but the content is all you and it's all about what you need so visit journal it prints at the end of this month get what you need and talk to me about what it does make sure that you're leaving a review about the podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. I appreciate you. Thank you for journeying through this with me, and I'm totally not going back to edit anything because this has literally been sitting and waiting for you, and it's not fair. I leave you sending you love and light. talk to you soon make sure you follow me on instagram at julia and her positivity and my email is tamisha conyers at gmail.com everything will be in the show notes talk to you soon